Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by Millions James, the exploding unicorn, Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by Millions, Steve Dash, Rinko Levers. Hey, everybody, welcome back to Wrong and Wronger, and you've got the hostess with the mostess. I am Steve Michael Jordan Olivas, and he is James Nerf Hoop Breakwell. <laughs> and James, yes, I am in a corner top floor suite at a golf resort. You can see behind me, I have a living room, a dinette, a kitchen. I have two bedrooms. I have four sliding glass doors that go out onto two decks. One of them overlooks the golf course. One of them overlooks the pool. And yet... I am here with you. What kind of horrible life choices have I made to land here? I want to know how you got that room. Because if you went in there and pouted your fist on the desk and said, don't you know who I am, they would have put you in the janitor's closet. So I don't know who they think you are that they put you there. Maybe you lied and said you were me. I have no idea, but you don't belong in there. That the karmic slingshot just keeps pulling further and further back, and it is going to snap me like Goliath any minute now. But uh, enough about me. How are you doing tonight? I am doing amazing because I am here with you. That's a lie, but we're going to continue. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> anyway, well, that was so close to being sweet. It was so close, and it made me it made me die a little inside. I had to had to choke back the vomit. <laughs> But we've got a good topic today, and that's what I'm here for. I'm here for the topic, not you. Today, yeah, yeah. today we are debating one that I can't believe we haven't debated yet. We've skirted the edges of it, but we've never hit it directly. How should you, what do you eat? Got? How should you eat ice cream with a cone or in a bowl? I mean, this is controversial stuff. I like that. Yeah. In a cone or in a bowl. Yes. All right. Well, we we certainly cannot dive into it completely yet because we have to do the compliments. Well, of course. And I know that uh, our our hardcore fans are keeping track of all the compliments that you've given me over this past <laughs> year because that is the fuel to my fire. You are the wind beneath my wings, man. And would you like to go first or would you like me to start? I the would like you to start. <laughs> I need some time to assemble my thoughts. <laughs> As James called me this evening, we had a quick pre-production meeting. And James, how long did it last? Uh, 45 seconds, max. <laughs> <laughs> and that is generous. Yes. Yeah, we don't do a whole lot of prep. But I've got to say, my compliment for you, James, today, I know you can't see me, but you will when you assemble this podcast for YouTube, but I am wearing the official 10 Minutes to Save Your oh. Marriage polo shirt with custom embroidery, and uh, you are the one who designed the logo. And uh, we had some help that we got a little bit of punch up from a real graphic artist, but this concept is yours. And so when people stare lovingly at that logo that we've got on that 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage podcast page, whichever platform you use, think Breakwell and uh, <laughs> the uh, just unbridled creativity that he brings to the table. I should I should compliment your um, haphazard use of the truth there. Just, I I designed a logo and I thought it was pretty good. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's give it to somebody else to totally redo it. And they kept the ten, and that was about it. That was my contribution to the logo. Was the number oh, ten turned into your light under a bushel? Tur turned into no, a diamond. you had the little uh, diamond thing on top of the ten. The whole 
whole concept is yours. Yeah, I did. Uh, well, I thought of the whole podcast. It's just all, uh, but I, I built it off. <laughs> I built it off. Easy. I was like, what? What else can Steve possibly do? He's a one-trick pony, and so we had to go down the therapy route. I was like, this is <laughs> this is what you could do. Although, actually, I should compliment you on being able to do that. And this is almost a real compliment. Um, I have had <laughs> two different people say to me. I can't believe he knows about stuff. Like he's an actual psychologist. Oh, people, people were shocked that you have an area of expertise because you would never <laughs> know that by listening to you on Wrong and Wrong or not in a million years. <laughs> but they heard you like, holy cow! I guess he's really licensed. Maybe everything isn't a lie. So congratulations for that. I. <laughs> As in most of the weeks that I receive your compliments, it takes me a minute to sort of gather my thoughts again. Kind of like when you get a drink thrown in your face at the bar. Like, that's kind of where I'm at right now. You have scrambled my fighter jets. Well, thank you and thank the listener for having that much faith in me. Full disclosure, one of them was my dad, so he was impressed. <laughs> Listens. I, My dad does not listen. I didn't even know you had a dad. I thought you kind of just crawled out from under a rock. So I'm, I'm learning something it new happens. about you every day. Not not things I want to know, but I'm learning them Jeez, anyway. Man. I fell from heaven all the way yeah. down. <laughs> so so did the devil. That's uh... <laughs> well, yeah. Well, I, I don't even want to know where to go with that one. But all right. So I think we have covered everything that we need to cover, except I wanted to mention. Your video for Gangnam Style. Yes. Uh, were you out of? I thought you were going to need oxygen at about two and a half minutes, and yet you legged it out to the finish line. You did the entire four-minute video of that thing, and I thought your funeral was going to be in like ten minutes after the end of that. That was the actually was actually the least uh, aerobically intense one I've done. I think it was it was just a lot of hopping up and down in place. A few of them have almost killed me. That flash dance one nearly did me, and uh, and so did the the Footloose one. All those all those eighties or early nineties movies that I've never seen. I those things are deadly um but but gangnam style that one you know my my daughter that was the first internet video she watched over and over again that was like coming home to family and uh like 90 percent of the stuff like you can't even do is just like cutting back and forth rapidly and you just kind of right. stand there and look so yeah it was a great way to like kind of look like i was doing something but still do nothing which has kind of been my ethic <laughs> at any job i've ever had so i it was well suited to my skill set of doing doing poorly at, at very few things so thank you for noticing well, your oldest daughter, who you said was disappointed the one week that I won, yes. she's into it, man. She is all in. Yes. And I respect someone with that level of commitment. I'm glad she's not on Twitter to vote. She would vote for you every week, and it would make me very sad. I would have to disown her. <laughs> it's because I'm a remarkably attractive man I, that it draws people in. Unless every word in that sentence means the opposite of what I think it means. That is not the case at all. <laughs> well, all right, and we're back. So... I have the Guam Corner of Fate here in Baltimore with me. And uh, James, explain to the listeners and the viewers what the two sides of the coin will represent in today's debate. Okay, heads up, I am arguing cone. Tails up, I am arguing bowl. All right, heads up is cone, tails is bowl. It is up, it is, uh oh And, oh, for the first time in a while, I have dropped it on the floor. Arr! To the surprise Arr! of no one. <laughs> 
It is. Uh, it is heads. Yes. I'm not sure exactly how many times we've had Guam looking at me, but we've had a lot of run of. We've had a good run of heads here. So you, sir, have combed. All right. The Lord has smiled on me again, or rather, the Guam quarter of fate, which is even better. Uh, I I don't even know how I could possibly lose this argument. Everybody loves a comb because it's edible. You get a bowl. You have to wash it. It's another thing you have to pull out of the fridge or out of the cupboard. Um, it's another thing you have to be responsible for. Another thing somebody can drop on the floor. The cone, it's self-contained. It's environmentally friendly. There is no trash. You eat the ice cream. You eat the, the container the ice cream is in. One and done. That plastic container is going to be in a landfill for a million years. That cone is going to be through your stomach in a day, and that's it. It's back to nature, and you are good to go. Uh, and it's delicious. It's got the the waffle, uh, you know, uh, sugar cookie kind of flavor. It's there's nothing not to love about cones. I don't know how you can possibly argue against them. Well, <clears throat> I would never argue against anything that is ice cream related, <laughs> but I will say that bowls are a superior product when it comes to ice cream delivery. And there are several reasons for that. I have assembled a PowerPoint presentation, <laughs> but I will spare you all the details. First of all. Uh, you have children, James, yes. and children are a disaster on tinfoil when it comes to eating an ice cream cone. There's stuff dripping over their knuckles. There's stuff landing in their lap. They have an entire like uh, ice cream goatee at the end of the thing. And then if they have a waffle cone, you mentioned the waffle cone, that thing comes to a point at the bottom and that point acts almost like a garden hose when that <laughs> ice cream starts to melt. That will projectile ice cream all over the place, especially when you're kid pushes with their tongue at the top of it. That just adds force. And uh, you're going to get some distance on the ice cream squirt. So bowls, way cleaner. And the other advantage that bowls have, as we move on to Roman numeral number two, <laughs> is that you can put toppings on the ice cream when you put it into a bowl. When you want to talk adding something, just value added to your ice cream experience, I got one word for you, caramel. Or I know you're a chocolate guy. You can put Hershey's chocolate. You can put magic shell. You can put minty stuff on it. You can put sprinkles or jimmies or nuts. It doesn't matter what your proclivity. You have the platform when you have a bowl with ice cream in it. And then lastly, you can have several different kinds of ice cream in a bowl and mix some of the scoops together. When you put two different kinds of ice cream at Bressler's in a cone, they're stacked one on top of the other, and you don't have access to the bottom one until you get there. You can do whatever your heart desires when you begin with a bowl. I feel like you have never in your life had ice cream. Have you never heard oh, oh. of Twist Ice Cream? Two flavors what? side by side twirled together. It is one of the cornerstones of current ice cream technology. And I say current, this is like it's been around for probably 70 years. <laughs> Have you never gone into a fast food restaurant or any restaurant that has soft serve ice cream and you get the chocolate and vanilla or vanilla and orange or orange and chocolate, whatever you want, all swirled together to that perfect swirly peak that makes the cone what it is? <laughs> And then on top of that, you can have chocolate-dipped cones. I mean, you are oh, only limited yeah. on toppings by your imagination. 
Like if you can't fit toppings on that cone, you are doing something drastically wrong. And bowls are just for home. Like you're not going to go out to to an ice cream vendor in a park and say, "Hey, give me a, a bowl of ice cream." That's not how it works. That's <laughs> trash. That's those are dishes to wash. No, they give you a cone. It's portable. It's for on the go. It's for enjoying ice cream at the park or in the beach. The bowl the bowl is for for enjoying ice cream in your bedroom by yourself when you've just broken up with somebody. I mean, it's the it's the the, the form of eating of sadness. Why would you wish that upon people? When you're happy and you're going out and enjoying life, you eat with a cone. And as for the mess, okay, yeah. my kids would be a disaster eating a grilled cheese sandwich. The food is irrelevant. They will splatter it everywhere. But with a cone, it is more self-contained. With a bowl, it quickly becomes soup. And that soup gets spilled everywhere in like a river over the table, the carpet themselves. You can just, you just put so much more in there. It's more surface area to melt it faster. It's a bad deal all around. I mean, afterwards, we have to hose down the entire house. But with a cone, with a cone, we can say, hey, let's go sit on the porch and eat. And then rather than hosing down my house, I just hose down the child. And I'm done. It's amazing. Cones are the only way to eat ice cream if you're a parent or if you're a decent human being. And clearly you are neither. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, boy, the data is certainly irre ir irrefutable. Uh, first of all, James, I don't recommend you sidle up to anybody in a park and say, hey, give me a bowl. I'm not sure that that would end in a way that's going to be very advantageous for you. And uh, by the way, breakup ice cream is coming right out of the carton. I don't want to waste any time putting it into a bowl. But James, the temerity of you to talk about that the mess is irrelevant with your children because they would make a mess eating planters peanuts right out of the jar. I think if you take them onto the porch with a cone on a hot day or put them into your car, you're going to need a sluice off the Mississippi to wipe everything off, all of the evidence of their ice cream. It's just not a good idea. You give your kid a bowl. The other argument that you made that I forgot to touch on before was that with an ice ice cream cone, there's no garbage, there's no landfill, there's no mess, but you cannot, and I dare you to take umbrage with this one, James Breakwell, you cannot eat an ice cream cone without an adjacent napkin. You've got to have a napkin ready, especially because of all the hair that you've got growing out of every part of your head. You're going to get ice cream somewhere. And if that sticks in there and then goes in like underground in your beard and then sours over time, that it's just going to be disgusting. Your wife is going to want to kiss you even less than she already does, which I imagine is just south of zero, knowing your personality. So you've got to have that napkin ready to dab when you're eating the ice cream cone and also to clean up any ancillary mess that's on your hand as it's starting to drip over on a hot August day. I'm just visualizing you eating ice cream now, this cone, you have it in front of you, and you just like mash it on your face, just like no <laughs> no control whatsoever over hitting your mouth region. And I said, I would pay to see that. Then I remembered we already saw that in your disgusting <laughs> Buffalo Wild Wings penalty video where you mixed the blazing wings with the ice cream in a bowl. You're right, I did. Yes. This is your experience with ice cream. I have seen you mix hot wings and ice cream, and you're going to lecture me on the right way. And it was in a bowl. It was a beautiful thing. Yes, that is exhibit A on things you should not do with a bowl. If you had a cone, there would not have been any wings in it. 
oh, that was terrifying. But I, I, unlike you, don't just smear ice cream all over my face. I can get it to my mouth successfully, and I don't need a napkin. And even if I did oh have a tiny God, drop God. going over, I could lick my fingers like a person. I don't need to get a whole napkin. And even if I did get a napkin, if I if I went the Steve Olivas route and had zero self-control, that tiny napkin is going to decompose in three months. That plastic bowl, again, a thousand years in the landfill. One month, what? thousand years. There's no comparison there at all. Um, I again, it, it, when you go out, you just it's like well, let's take ice cream places for example. Anytime you go to an ice cream place, they're always going to be cones. They don't they don't do bowls. It's it would be un-American. You don't you don't you don't want the bowl for your experience. It's not what people think of. It's not what they want. It's not what they pay for. If you had been in charge of the ice cream industry all these years, they would have gone under decades ago. Just trying to force bowls on people. I mean, you know, my hometown, every hometown has that one ice cream place that everybody goes to over and yeah, over again. And they never serve bowls. It's always cones. Or at the very least, like sometimes a paper cup if they're really, you know, really running low on the on the waffle cones that day. But you're never going to get like a plastic bowl like you're thinking of. That's not even an option out there. That is that is not part of Americana. That is not something that belongs in this debate. Cones are the way to go. James, I can't believe somebody with your wholesome background of family values will just <laughs> lie the way that you have been laying this out today. Every place serves ice cream and bowls as an option. The reason they don't tell you that they do is because they want to watch what happens when you give your kids the cones. They secretly seethe with hatred for you <laughs> and want your kids to go into that Honda Odyssey minivan and just make it like paint the walls with that ice cream. And uh, I can't even remember the rest of your argument. Oh, plastic bowls. Who in the world in 2018 gives out plastic bowls? If you go to a Cincinnati Reds game and eat it out of one of those batting helmets, then maybe. Or you've got uh, the Indianapolis Indies. Or what is the name of your AAA team in the, Indianapolis? The Indians, I think. The Indians. I very call very, the very Indians. creative. <laughs> the Indianapolis. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you can get the batting helmet with the ice cream in it. But otherwise, they're paper now. They're all made out of a paper product, and I'm fairly certain they're biodegradable for the exact reason that you're arguing about. So, no, that bowl might last an extra week and a half over your napkin, but they're both going to be in the landfill, and they will both biodegrade over time. So all of your arguments are either specious or spurious, and I need to look up if those words actually mean the same thing or different things. <laughs> I don't have any idea. Anyway, I have rested my case. You have rested on your laurels in what? this argument. Awful, lazy argument. Uh, I can't even believe you that. Are, you are this. doing an ad hominem attack on me here, and I, I will not have it. <laughs> I have made very solid arguments, and I will say nine times out of ten, if you offer somebody in a setting with equal options, cone or bowl, they almost always pick cone. I know my kids pick cones a hundred times out of a hundred. And let me tell you something. Those kids are not yeah. taking the cone in the car. No self-respecting parent is going to let their children have <laughs> any kind of ice cream on a car. I don't even know why you would you would bring that up. It's like, well, do you let your kids go over Niagara Falls in a rowboat or a motorboat? You don't let them go over on either one. You don't go over Niagara Falls. You don't give your kid ice cream in the car in a cone or a bowl. Invalid argument. But when they do sit down to eat, they love me twice as much as when I give them a cone. And if I give them a bowl, they just assume I don't like them as much anymore and that I'm a lesser parent because of it. But because you've set those lower standards already, you probably never noticed. But for somebody like me whose kids actually like them, I've got to keep the cones going. The cones are where it's at.
Now, well, tell us what you think, America and Canada and the rest of the world, weigh in on the poll that James is about to set up for you. And uh, obviously, you leave your comments, uh, and all of them will be slanted towards Steve. When you do put comments, take it easy on James. He's a little loopy tonight. He's had some NyQuil or cold. What? I don't even know what's going on over there. But just make sure that he still feels good about himself after the comments. I don't think I've had a mean comment in 50 episodes of the show. <laughs> you, on the other hand. <laughs> All right, I'm going to go ahead and roll. So the polls are going to be, as usual, on my Twitter account, at Exploding Unicorn without the E, and on Facebook, uh, Exploding Unicorn with the E. We're going to put down random numbers to throw off the people who see the poll but don't listen to the episodes. They don't get to hear right. the joy of, of our voices and our, our beautiful faces, or one beautiful face and one one face marred in an unfortunate ice cream bowl accident or whatever the heck happened to you. (laughs) You froze off part of it. So if you want to vote for me, the secret number is 85. 85? That's the year I graduated high school. The year I was born. (laughs) (coughs) A little part of me. That actually hurt physically when you said that. You just set yourself up for that one. All right. (laughs) Uh, Are you serious? Yes, I was born in 85. I turned 33 oh. this year. I, I would say I'm getting old, but I'm sitting across from you, so I won't say that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, so you are 61 this week, which might actually be your age. <laughs> yeah, 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 that's a little undercutting, but okay. <laughs> and then uh, the random is 12. 61 is the year my dad graduated high school. And 12 is one of my favorite athletes of all time, Terry Bradshaw. Although nowadays it would be Aaron Rodgers. I I have heard of both of those. So congratulations on getting to actual real people this time. That's an improvement from your usual (laughs) random name shouting. So congratulations on progress. And I just burned my nice thing to say for next episode. Now I am all out again. (laughs) No, no. You don't get off that easily. (laughs) All right. Voting for Breakwell is 85. If you want to take the wrong path... Uh, voting for Steve is 61 if you want to take the path of light and righteousness defending the mountain of all that is good and holy (laughs) and if you want to waste your vote vote for number 12 all right we got to wrap this thing because we're getting close to time James but I want to encourage everybody to tell a friend about the shows. We're growing these things. We're getting on new platforms. We will be on Spotify either at the beginning of June or by the middle of June. So everybody can look forward to that. And uh, try to tell a friend. Get everybody interested in Wrong and Wronger. And check out the other podcast, 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. We'll eventually come up with questions that are relevant for you if the first couple haven't. So stick in there. Hang in there and look at all of them. Listen to all of them and learn. We actually do it semi-professionally well you do it semi-professionally i do it as me that's that's the only mode i have this is this is all you get right here but but steve again the shock of everyone knows what he's talking about in one specific context and that context (laughs) is marriage advice everything else ignore him especially if the topic is ice cream wow yes all right well thanks for all of that send-off All right, so that wraps another show. We have successfully navigated the choppy waters of the ice cream wars again. So until next week, a topic that will land in my lap about uh, during the show. This is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for watching and listening, everybody. And remember, two wrongs can't make a right.